0: This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans and ask about the new craft beer commonwealth.
1: Harmonious Gentlemen,
2: American Election Special.
3: If podcast episodes were numbered similarly to the President of the United States, we would be Franklin Delano Roosevelt. This is episode 32, and we could use a little FDR in our lives tonight. We could. I'm Graham. <laughs> I'm Chris.
2: I'm Tyler. And I'm Peter. And this is our election special episode. <laughs> so it's, we, we released an episode very recently, um, but we decided to come together um, two days before a rather large election. And just have a talk about it and maybe predict some stuff, share some feelings on it. We brought uh, Peter back um, as our resident American. Yep. And he's going to give us some insight, perhaps, and maybe some
0: facts about how things work in that country down south. I'm not promising any accuracy mm-hmm. for this, just so you know. I'm we're just... not after that. Okay, no. good.
1: <laughs> and we're talking about like our high school, like student council election, right? Yeah. So, how are you an expert on that? That's what I'm confused
0: about. Here. Yeah. You know, I think I was you have the an wrong iron thing? in the fire.
2: <laughs> you know, we, we thought about maybe recording an episode the night of the election, but this feels a little bit calmer. We can just kind of talk about it a few days out, and then we'll meet again in a few weeks and see what happens. Um, but, Tyler, before we do this, what do you got for us?
1: Uh, we got another email from Tim Alien. Oh, man. And it's called, or the subject heading is, Been a Minute, and it has. It's been a while. He said, dear stuttering gentlemen and harmonious studs. (laughs) Nice. Elon brought the terrestrial virus, as we named it up here, to our solar system. (laughs) And so I was in lockdown and unable to access my email for a minute. I was able to listen to your podcasts and was addled to hear you reference the isms negatively in your latest episode. Actually had a family of them. Shout out to Tony Ism. Flanism and Jaconism, who helped me out when, when my spaceship broke down in the Andromeda galaxy a few fortnights ago. I actually hadn't even realized that the ism race of extraterrestrials were on earth. I found that when you ask someone their story, you can learn a lot about why they are the way they are. Hmm. I wonder if you asked Mr. Raceism or Mrs. Feminism their story, if you might be able to live more harmoniously with them. Live long and prosper, sugar water
2: guy.
3: Yeah. That's nice work,
2: Tim. Tim. So is there a lot of that going on in the United States? Is there a lot of asking people to share their stories? Dialogue?
0: I don't think dialogue is happening.
3: (laughs) Yeah, That that might be a whole segment. I wonder if there is, and we just don't get to see it on the news because it doesn't make for... Right. Neither side wants to show that. I don't know. Great question. I thought
1: it was good a good point to make because we talked about all kinds of isms on the last episode, but didn't, and I didn't feel like we got too into our own ideologies too much, Mm -hmm. but um, I think it's an important, it was a good point that maybe we missed too, is that even if you don't agree with someone that hearing their story gives us a lot of context and empathy and Mm -hmm. that's an important thing. So thanks Tim for bringing that home. You also had a PS though. Oh, which was almost as long as the email, but basically, um, talked about how it's going to be difficult for him to be a guest. And
2: oh, because we invited him on, of course we had invited
1: yes. him on. Yeah, so um, he types out his emails and then has them translated into English. Oh, okay, before so having them sent to us. About that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is
3: I have Google Translate, but as far as I know, it's only for terrestrial languages.
1: Right, mm.
3: but we'll maybe look into
1: that because that would be pretty awesome. Still, I think
2: yeah. Okay, well, thanks, Tim. Hope to hear from you again soon. Um, how do you guys feel about this week? Are you Are you nervous? Do you care? Maybe our listeners don't even care. Maybe they'll see election special and they're like, "Wow, well, that's not our country. Who cares?" Yeah. But how do you guys feel?
3: Yeah, partly I I'm like, well, it isn't my country. Mm-hmm. Why do I care? But uh, clearly, the ramifications of what happens in the greatest country in the world, right, Peter, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> can trickle down to or trickle up to Canada. Sure. Depends which way you think the globe is in space.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but like this last four years has been very, like American politics, I think has taken a real, I don't know, in my mind anyway, it's a lot more interesting to follow in many ways. So that's what makes this to me a little bit more engaging of a, of an election. Um, Peter, how about you? You're, you're
3: from I've, that country.
0: I've been, uh, hiding in a corner, corner of my uh, living room. And yeah. it's just like, it's just kind of shaking back and forth and arms
3: around your knees. Yes. Yeah, so it's,
0: uh, <laughs> it's been a tense time. That's <laughs> yeah. hmm.
3: is yeah. it harder to be away when this is going on or does it make a difference?
0: It is. It is nice. Not seeing like the daily pressures that like, uh, um, you'd be bombarded all the time in a normal election. If I lived there, like just all the yard signs everywhere. My mom was telling me of a, a massive uh, yard sign that was put up near her house of a, uh, a Trump cardboard cutout on a tractor pulling a, a manure spreader with uh, Biden signs all over the the manure spreaders. So like wow. it's uh, like you see like big demonstrations like that. Uh, mm-hmm. This is, of course, a rural place in Michigan where there's this off farms. So um, but but yeah, everything's in your face and it's a lot more tense there, I think.
3: Well, we don't want to make this two tenths. so...
0: Let's relax.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm actually interested, Peter, um, in just the election process. Maybe we can talk about that for a little bit. In terms of, we, we've we all heard there have been tons of pre-voting this year, due to probably a lot of reasons, um, and the fact that that might make it longer for us to actually learn the results of the, the election. Is that true?
0: I don't know uh, what reasons you're talking about, hmm. like... Like, why Why are we doing more pre-voting? Like, that's...
2: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, on, it's, clearly there's lots, but I mean, like, COVID's <laughs> contributed, but do yeah. you think without COVID there still would have been this kind of energy and this
0: sort of... Not, um, not with pre-voting. No. Like, there's always... Like, pre-voting has gone up in recent years. Like, uh, in Michigan in 2018, they made uh, pre-voting a lot easier um, at those elections, uh, but... Yeah, to the degree that we have it now, most of it's COVID. Uh, people are just trying to stay away from the polls as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's quite impressive with the uh, early voting turnout that we've seen. But every state is different. Like The thing you have to understand about the states is every state has their own laws of how they do the, the elections. So some states actually don't have early voting or... Um, like, uh, some states have uh, universal absentee voting where you don't need a reason for an absentee ballot. And some states you have to have a valid reason for an absentee ballot. So every state is completely different.
2: And I've seen some, some pictures and video of some ridiculously long lineups in certain places. And that's state by state. That's sort of by...
0: That's state by state, depending on what they allow. So, like near my parents' house, the township clerk who runs the elections uh, has a little uh, cardboard voting booth on her front porch uh, that people can stop by at any time. There's no voting line up there, but there's only like a thousand people voting in that that township. But like certain places in Texas, the governor of Texas limited. Uh, 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 voting locations, especially drop-off boxes, to like one per county. So that's where you're seeing the super long lines uh, because there's very few locations for people to vote.
2: Um, is that for budgetary reasons? Why, what would motivate, well, why would you make it harder for people to vote? Uh,
0: well, I don't know the reasonings for that. The The governor of, the, uh, of Texas announced that a couple weeks ago. I don't know his reasonings okay. for doing that.
3: So when you see people on the news in those long lineups, are they waiting to like pencil in a ballot or what are they or have they already done that and they're waiting to drop it in a box?
0: They they are waiting to pencil in a ballot, um, most likely for those lineups. So like there's uh, some states allow drop off locations where you fill out your ballot beforehand and then you go to the drop off location or you go to an actual voting location and you're just waiting in line to um, pencil in the ballot. I feel like I'm
2: asking Peter lots of questions. Tyler, <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, we've, we've, I've been hearing some things about um, like companies like Walmart, for example, there were reports that they were moving some of the guns from their stores mm-hmm. for the week um, and their ammo to the yeah. back, things like that. And companies sort of training their staff for like, here's what happens when there's civil unrest. Wow. So almost feeling like, and is that par for the course? I don't know if that's normal for an election like this. It, Thought you, were you asking me that? Or? Sorry, Tyler, do you <laughs> <laughs> I turned to Peter there cuz you can actually Tyler what what do you what do you think when you see this?
1: Well, Peter, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this doesn't seem like it's um a typical um procedure for uh people to be preparing for such unrest. And that's I guess I didn't even answer the first question like how are we feeling about the election and and that's kind of what I'm thinking more about is the is the aftermath I guess kind of either way that the election goes um yeah I heard that same thing about Walmart just today actually and that worries me um but I also kind of hope that it's just um overreaction or and I agree I think that's a good I mean I'm I approve of that Mm -hmm. action like to get make guns less available or But why just now is kind of my other question. Like, but um, yeah. Would you say this is out of the ordinary, Peter?
0: Yeah, for a big store like that in the states to stop selling rifles, I think is a big, a big deal. Like, sorry,
2: they may have moved them to like a harder, like a back. I'm not. I'm not.
0: Oh, I think they're still
1: selling them, just not oh. they're not in the building <laughs> in case they were like a some
2: they're like preparing for like a riot yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. We should be trying to be, be as accurate as possible. They they definitely shifted some of their sales policy when it came really,
0: to Really they shouldn't be selling them at all. It always amazes me like Walmart yeah. sells guns yeah. or like the local grocery stores near where I grew up sold guns, but but the idea mm. of violence um at the election or at the results of the election does shock me like one of the things that has been always amazing about American elections is both that the people running for president uh, have been willing to step aside if they have lost like it's uh that peaceful transition of power is a very uh, important thing with American elections and people accepting the results. That's the second thing that's needed. Um, and this is the first election, probably within American history where like both of those are happening at the same time. So like, um, like for example, when Abraham Lincoln was elected, uh, there was a lot of, Um, unrest among the people, obviously, but like the, um, people running for president accepted the peaceful transition of power. Um, this time we're not sure if Trump would transition peacefully if he loses and we're not sure if the people would transition. Well,
1: Well, and there's like people saying kind of preemptively that there will be violence or that he won't accept the results. Like, before it's even happened.
2: Like, it's well, already well, he, corrupted. He's almost said that for months now. He's been right. asked many times and never really given a very a straight answer.
3: I guess, uh, like, I'm wondering, what does that mean? Like, he's saying he won't leave the White House? Like, who will... Nobody's going to back him up. Like, let's say he loses. Like, the Secret Service is just going to, what, barricade his bedroom? Or, like... Well,
0: I think... I think that's what would happen because, like, once inauguration day comes comes around, Trump will no longer be president if, if he loses. So, like, the Secret Service would probably remove him if he doesn't walk out uh, peacefully.
1: But that that event would incite violence in his uh, followers and supporters. Oh yeah. Right. And that's what that's the part that worries me, like just his his actions and the things that he's saying even before the election. It, I feel is like a little bit of a buildup and I'm hoping it's just a buildup and without much to come. But
3: yeah. it seems like a lot he, of bluster to me. The people yeah. who have sworn to protect the United States in any level of. But that's not who I'm worried forces. about. They're, like, I'm more worried about the people who are plotting to
2: kidnap governors or. Yeah. Driving
3: tour buses off the road with their and these guns and flags, numbskulls get caught because they're right. not all too bright. I don't think. No. Like,
2: and I do suspect anybody that a lot of it worried? is bluster, and they're and they're not yeah. really going to do anything. And know, even understand? if they
3: do, like, does a militia have a chance against the most mechanized armed forces in the world? Like, I just yeah, one militia gets so you'll be and they're everybody. Falls in line. I don't know. So you, so Chris, you can be the optimist tonight,
2: and then Tyler can be the pessimist, <laughs> and we can just kind of. No, I get well,
3: that there's a, a chance for violence, but I think you know. Yeah, no, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. CNN but shows one mm-hmm. compound getting nuked, and it's all over, mm-hmm. right? Right? Isn't it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe but all the see, it would still be terrible line. if it came it would to be that. Terrible. It would be absolutely terrible.
2: I, I I almost get the sense that if Trump loses, and it's. And it's a clear loss. Like I think, if it's close, that they may have some more, some more trouble. Right. I've heard like two thousand, was it two thousand that it was? Yeah, super it was two thousand. So if it's something like that, where they're recounting and stuff, like that's yeah. going to get messy, right? Yeah, so sure. I think for this to be as peaceful as possible, it needs to be clear. Either way, it needs to be very clear. Um, and that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, that, that, that it's obvious what the decision is when there's as much unrest.
3: Yeah. I remember thinking, Peter, when. Um after Bush Jr. was president, that, boy, the the states might not ever have a Republican president ever again. I just had this thought that that might never happen. I don't know if you've ever
0: Well, Republicans thought thought that that. as well. Because uh, after Romney lost against Obama, they commissioned that autopsy report that they had to do— Uh, a major restructuring of the party to reach out to younger voters and minorities. Otherwise they will never win an election again. Um, but Trump completely, uh, took that, took that off the rails. Like he provided Mm -hmm. an opportunity for the Republican party to win, uh, without going to younger people and minorities. And so it's, it's very interesting to see how long this will last, but yeah, the Republican Party thought that they were done for too,
2: and they weren't. It's funny when you look back at, at the when they were deciding who their candidate would be four, five years ago, they were very reluctant to even take him seriously. I mean, some of the people that claim to love him now said some awful things about him. You know, <laughs> five years ago, right? He was oh, the worst yeah. thing ever. And what did the one guy say? Like, if if he's their if he's our leader, like we're going to deserve what happens to us, kind of thing. And but. Somehow he got the votes.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people were actually shocked that the Republican Party didn't do anything because it's actually very common for the Republican Party and the Democratic Party to remove candidates in the past if they break their rules. And uh, um, Trump uh, broke the rules, the etiquette, often, and they never did anything to that. like They normally do, so that was an interesting, interesting thing.
2: It has been an interesting four years since. Peter, real quick for our listeners who might not follow too well. Um, you have this thing called the Electoral College in the United States. Real and quick, so, eh? If you can give us like the 20-second condensed <laughs> version. So it is possible, and it actually happened in the last election, that, that Donald Trump didn't get as many votes as his opponent, but still won the election uh, through the Electoral College. Um, crash course. What is the Electoral College, and why could he win again, uh, getting significantly less votes?
0: I think it's helpful to understand the purpose of the electoral college. Um, The founding fathers did not think that Americans should vote for the president, at least directly, uh, because there was no way they thought that they could, a candidate could inform an entire large nation. Um, of their policies and whatnot so uh, what they did is they had the people vote for their person in Congress directly and then they would vote for this elector in their district to that would then vote for the president um, so so originally um, American citizens were not, going or not allowed to vote for their president they were, they were one step removed hmm. uh, so uh, every state has a certain amount of electors and those electors are decided by the number of uh, uh, people that are uh, in congress so we have about i don't know 538 electors or something like that and so so uh what has morphed over time though is is it used to be uh, the different states with their electors, the electors' vote would go for their candidate. So let's say, for example, Michigan, they have 16 electors. So uh, five would go for the uh, Democratic candidate and 11 would go for the, the Republican and whatnot. But in the early 1800s, it's winner take all. Now is when that happens. So now all the candidates, all the electors in a state have to go to one party. They're
3: obliged to do that based on the popular vote in that state? Yes,
0: they have to do that. So the popular vote could be
3: 51 49, but they win all the electors of that state.
0: Yeah. And that's why the Electoral College is so controversial because it's actually not even going with its original purpose anymore. Uh, Because now they're trying to make it seem like it's a democratic process, uh, but it's like, let's say, let's say Michigan goes Republican and I voted Democrat. um, Like my vote no longer counts the way that is set up. Wow. Uh, But that's not how it was originally designed.
3: Are Uh, electors themselves Republican or Democrat or they're just... Like neutral, and they ha- they go by what the popular vote. Is. They
0: they go by the popular vote. Uh, Republicans choose their own electors. Democrats choose their own electors. And if Democrats win a state, their electors are the ones that go in. Now, the original design of the Electoral College was an elector would uh, run for one party, and another elector would run for another party, and you'd vote for the elector that you wanted, and then that elector would vote for president. Wow, okay.
2: So it's really not the same at all as what it's it It's not it the same at all. So in wow.
0: the 70s, uh, they tried getting rid of the Electoral College because it's now so far removed from its original purpose, and we keep on making changes uh, to how it's set up that uh, they tried getting rid of it. But what stopped, um, like you have to have a constitutional amendment since Electoral College is mentioned in the Constitution uh, to... Um, yeah, you have to have an amendment to get rid of it, and that almost happened in the '70s. But there was a filibuster by uh, segregationist senators in the South that stopped that from changing because the Electoral College gives power to minority, um, um, yeah, to certain minorities. Mm-hmm.
3: But it would it be fair to say that the Electoral College has hel- has helped both parties?
0: No, it's Achieved. it's helped out the Republicans. There's no doubt about it because, like, if you look at the recent elections, uh, there'd be two more Democratic uh, presidents oh, wow. uh, if it wasn't for the electoral if college. If it was just because, based on popular vote, yeah, because Hillary Clinton won the popular vote and uh, Gore won the popular vote. Hmm. Um, so it would have been
2: twenty years of Democrats. Yeah, uh, uh, more.
0: Yeah, so the the electoral college is. Is here to mm-hmm. stay. Now, my personal opinions with all this is, I would love to go back to the original style of the electoral college because uh, when you look at the amount of money that's spent on a campaign, uh, this election cycle was two billion dollars when you include both candidates, or over two billion, I oh, should yeah, say. Yeah. Um, that finances would be completely different if you had people running in just their own counties and not one person running nationwide. And
1: so like in Canada, we have constituencies or ridings and we elect one like member of parliament from each riding. And like it's similar where you could win a riding by 2%, 51 to 49. But then that riding is represented by that person even if you didn't vote for that party or that person right it's is that more similar to the way um it used to be in the united states like or how different is that like because i feel like we deal with the same thing in canada where we talk about representation and we talk about first past the post versus popular vote um are we dealing with the same problem here or is there a difference
0: I I would say with the current version of electoral college, it's the same problem. Right. Like um, the original intent, uh, like the, the area that an elector represents is a very small area. So like you would have less of an I- issue with that, I think. Um, uh, but now it's like you're dealing with entire states that have to go to one person.
1: Yeah. It seems like it's just amplified. Like in California, it's how how many, um, electoral points or votes do they get in California? I
0: think around 58, 59. Right. So like
1: if that state is 51, 49, like that's a lot of swing in the election.
0: Yeah. Now some states, um, though I think this is only like two or three states, they allow, uh, a split in their electoral college. They give room. Uh, but
1: that seems, yeah, it all seems silly. Like why not go back to, Yeah, to where?
0: Yeah. I don't think people like that idea of not voting directly for a president, but we don't actually do that to begin with. Like I'm voting for an elector. I just have no idea who that elector is. Yeah. So
2: Trump was right years ago when he said the Electoral College is terrible. <laughs>
0: <And> he, <laughs> yeah, 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 he definitely was. He, he was right, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of the Electoral College at all, actually, because, or like this current this version. It's State, yeah. Uh, because uh, you can ignore most states. Like you can ignore Montana uh, because there are very few electoral votes and you know the way that they're going to go. But if we got rid of the Electoral College uh, entirely, uh you can grab a few votes from Montana and you would actually go and campaign there and you can grab a few votes mm-hmm. from Idaho and campaign there. Uh but those states are completely ignored now because uh um it's winner takes all and they know where those states are going to lean. And uh, uh so most of these candidates are just focusing on places like Michigan and uh, Yeah. What are the like, the what are the what are the four states we're gonna hear about the most on Tuesday night? Uh Florida, um Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, maybe North Carolina, maybe Ohio, maybe Georgia, maybe Texas, which the fact I mentioned Texas is crazy. Right.
3: Actually that's because traditionally you could say it's always Republican. Yeah. The
0: last time Texas voted Democrat was in the seventies. So that, that would be crazy if, but it's turned into a swing state. So.
2: Wow. Maybe we'll just do a little, um, little breather here and get let Peter sort of, uh, take a breath answering all our questions <laughs> what a good sport what a good guy americans <laughs> i can't believe we got uh, this far into the podcast and did not mention that it's tyler's birthday today oh my goodness so happy birthday tyler yeah, thank I you. He's a young-looking 45 to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> today, I'm, I actually am the age that I told the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the person on the phone. Nice. Was nice. Confirming my identity.
2: Did you get any awesome gifts today, Ty?
1: Yeah, I got the hardcover illustrated version of Harry Potter oh. and uh, the Philosopher's Stone.
3: Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm
1: pretty excited about that. I got a little a weird gift. It's like a bobblehead toucan. Okay. Uh, my kids must have found that. <laughs> nice. I didn't ask Krista why I was getting that, but it was like, they so, they were excited and I pretended to be, and
2: I, <laughs> we'll you, put it in my car or something.
1: You probably
0: actually didn't pretend. You probably were excited. <laughs> you know, you'll
2: look at it in 30 years and they'll think, I forgot why I got that. <laughs> right. You'll never have known. Where
0: did I
3: get that from?
2: Hey, gentlemen, yeah. I think uh, we should do a little prediction segment here. The election's in two days. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on what you think is going to happen, for better or worse, or whatever you want or not. Just what do you think? If you had to sort of put money on it or, or whatever, what do you what do you think? We'll start with Chris. Kuman. Oh, awesome. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I think weirdly it's going to be too close to call. Even mm-hmm. though this might be the kind of election you think would have a clear winner, and so it won't be decided the night of, mm. and it'll be drawn out for a few days. Days. Months. Yeah. We I don't know okay. how long does it take these electors to get there. And then what do you done. think the ultimate result will be after that time? Biden with a lot of Trump complaints.
2: Okay. So it'll be close, but Biden will win it after yeah, excruciating time. Yeah. Um birthday boy. <laughs> um
1: well I'm gonna stick with my uh pessimist kind of persona and say it's gonna be a landslide for Trump. <laughs> And
2: why is that pessimistic? Yeah. You're just showing your cards well, there. Dude. I just want, I this mean, this is a nonpartisan podcast. That's true.
1: <laughs> I just think that'd be the worst case for, um, yeah, just, oh, maybe not. Yeah. I'm going to stick with that.
3: It'd be so, a shocking that all those it, early voters are all just showing up to support Trump. Yeah. And the polls are
2: excruciatingly wrong. Right. I've used that word twice. I'm then. also,
1: I like, Trump? it's hard to do this. Cause I always like cheering for the, I feel like my true prediction is, I, well, I know that we're all trying to make a prediction, and I like voting for, or I like choosing the underdog. So, like, I think Trump, in this case, is the underdog, but that's a pessimist. That's something that I have a hard time He's saying. He's
2: the alpha male underdog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just Trump trying to be different. in a landslide. I, yeah, that's...
2: Okay. okay. Too I, close to call. Trump in a landslide. I'm going to say, um, before we end with our... I keep saying American friend, but he's Peter, and he's a good guy. It doesn't matter. We're all people. Uh, I, I'm gonna yeah. If I if I was predicting, I would predict uh, Biden, and and I'd predict that it's it's going to be decided fairly fairly that night. I think we'll know that night. Huh. I, that's what I think. Okay. And I think mostly because I think the the polling is really quite quite high for him. At all, but also to I think the super high number of pre votes, and we're talking in some states crazy crazy high numbers. I think benefits him so if i had to predict it i'd predict that
0: okay my prediction is that biden and kamala will get in a fist fight with trump and pence <laughs> and none of them would be able to actually uh, be able to be president uh, mm-hmm. because they've been injured so badly so nancy pelosi would then become president wow. so not that's- kanye west yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. Nancy Pelosi would be next in line, right, right, like right, after right. all that.
3: So Just she's the next in line. If yeah,
0: like yeah, like so you so started if, with a if, joke about fighting, the, and you're
3: like, but she is the next in line. <laughs> so she will. like,
0: like if the president and vice president can't fill their duties, then it is the speaker of the House of Representatives, which is Nancy Pelosi.
3: Okay, Woo. kind of a designated survivor scenario there, yeah, Peter. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica so. style. Yeah, yeah. starts out with Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I'm gonna change my prediction to Kanye
1: West. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. That would be the, under- the underdog. The underdog. I know that's
1: what made me think he's the true underdog.
2: Uh, now I did read that he he's not on the ballot ever, but he is in some states, right? Or can you can you write him in? Is that possible?
0: You can write him in, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's in Michigan, but I think he's in Wisconsin. Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: Cool. Okay, so it looks like we are not really in agreement. I like how Peter didn't have to predict in the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, personally, that I think if Trump wins, and we can talk about this on an episode, I think I might get like get like, get like a flip phone for four years <laughs> and not have a smartphone. Just for a avoid
3: while. all, yeah, digital politics aside,
2: media. I just I get I get I get too like my mental health is not aided by a raving lunatic running the United States of America. No offense, but offense. Like I, I just could I won't be able to like I can't do it. <laughs> And all this t- getting off Twitter stuff has become. It's just so. It's like a reality TV show, right? It's entertainment, but it's not good for my mental well-being. So, would
3: you say it's infotainment? Uh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, I, I think I think if he wins, which I guess could happen. Um, I think we can talk about this. Maybe maybe smartphone. Maybe I'll sell it to one of you guys. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, I wonder about the mental health of people that he's actually been attacking over the last mm-hmm. few years, and like. Like just there, I, I was actually reading this on Twitter, which I'm back on again. Um,
2: birthday present <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, people were asking this exact question, like, what do you do after Tuesday? Do you dive into social media and the news cycle, or do you totally unplug? And a lot of the um a lot of people who been attacked by Trump over the last little bit or felt kind of um, attacked by him. We're, I think, pretty seriously concerned about their mental health if they were to stay on ment- or on uh, social media, and I mean the fact that in Canada we're even thinking about that. Yeah, right, that's true. Right? Like, and we're pretty, we're we're removed from that. Uh,
2: Can I just backtrack? I I just uh, called Trump a raving lunatic. Maybe not the most harmonious thing to be name calling. So I'm just going to retract that. I'm not going to edit it out because that's not fair. But I will say that. I'm just not a fan of the things he says or does or represents. How about that? Yeah. I just don't like what I hear. <laughs> Is he a raven lunatic? It's not for me to say. Peter, what do you think?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no comment. No
3: comment. <laughs> I do wonder, though, if there are tips that we might have for American friends or relatives as they head to the polls in the next couple of days from a harmonious perspective
2: well number one like go go to the polls right like vote. yeah that's never a bad idea peter yeah. you voted via mail
0: i did vote yeah yeah it was it was uh uh voted two months ago actually wow, <laughs> wow. hopefully
3: uh, our canadian canada post gets it there it, on time. they did
0: they did it get well i was more worried about the u.s postal service but um it did make it there in time my town clerk uh sent me an email saying that she received the oh, wow. ballot um, and my town clerk was like, lives just a quarter mile down the road from my parents. Like that's kind of the way is elections are very local. When I voted, um, most of like, there's around 20 people that you have to vote for. And, uh, uh, half the people I knew, um, knew either personally, or I remember like meeting them or seeing their name because it's all very local. And that's the wonderful.
3: Did you part vote for the it. dog catcher? Is that on your ballot? The sheriff, like dog the local catcher. dog oh, catcher. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh.
0: Though I did vote for the local school board. So mm. that's, yes. that's exciting.
2: Well, thanks for voting. What else can we say to? I mean, that's tricky. Like, I, I, what you're talking about, Tyler, like people's fear, maybe on either side of the spectrum, I guess. Like, how do you deal mm-hmm. with f- for pretty intense years and then a very intense election? The fallout's freaky. Like, it was like. Mm-hmm especially if it's close.
1: Well, we talked about this in our last episode, how um, ideology is, it seems like it's dividing us, or whether it's ideology that's dividing us, or we are sorting each other according to ideology um, and making assumptions about each other. Um, It feels like that's that's what I'm afraid of, right, I guess, is that... And I think in one of the breaks, someone mentioned making moral judgments of someone based on who they vote for or Mm -hmm. their political views. So it seems like that's that's happening. And my advice, I guess if we're still on that advice Mm -hmm. track there, like that would be something to avoid or consciously work against is uh, making moral judgments of each other.
2: Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't name call what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: there might Maybe be a not. place for that too. Yeah. Don't name call the uh, the people voting.
2: Yeah. Maybe. I wonder how because this is a an election that's not in this country. I wonder how many of our listeners will be tuning in Tuesday night to follow the results. I wonder if I wonder if this will sort of be not that interesting to a lot of you listening. Which is fine, but I you know are most of you going to be tuning in, or are most of you listening to this after it's already happened? Hmm. In which case, right.
0: who was correct? Well, and just yeah. so you know, we might not even know the results on Tuesday. Like in the past, we Especially always Especially if my have. prediction is right. That's true. Yeah. Like it's uh, with, yeah, with all the early voting, a lot of states don't uh, count those ballots until the day of voting. Oh, okay. Um, so we might not know for actually weeks. Um because of how many mail-in ballots we have, so just be prepared for that too.
2: That should be a social media shutdown for those few weeks. Just yeah, stop. that's right. Just don't go anywhere. Wait till they have the info. You know, be
3: interesting if it was like all hinging on one state that was counting that night, a swing state, and those votes mattered so much. <laughs> Little
2: old lady sitting there, like flipping through thousands of votes, trying to you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> come on. Now, now, yeah. just so you know, one of the reasons why it takes so long is like you have a Republican and a Democrat counting the votes. And then you have two people who are actually standing behind them who can actually challenge each of the votes. Uh, So this happened in Florida in 2000 with the Bush and Gore, like uh, so with the, hanging chads problem where they would uh, poke a hole in the paper uh there'd be uh the people counting the ballots there'd be two people challenging every single ballot that was going through yeah. um and it would turn into and a if court a vote
3: case. is is challenged does that mean it's not counted uh
0: no it has to it has to be addressed in the courts Wow. Oh wow! And
2: that was because the voting cards weren't designed very well. Yeah, that, that's what yeah, that
0: to? was that was the crazy, like a design flaw. Yeah, yeah.
3: How poor design cost. So hopefully, the hopefully,
0: nothing like that happens this time.
2: I think the ballots now—you just draw a picture of who you want to win,
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> so, just to be clear, the hanging Chad thing—is that why Gore made up global warming? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was taking you so seriously at first. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I, think, I think he was serious. <laughs> Next time on Harmonious <laughs> Um Well, you know, we, we didn't want to dwell on this for too long. We wanted to have a little conversation and share our thoughts. Um, so thanks, Peter, for helping us to be informed on, on what's going on.
0: I'm happy to be your American friend. Thank <laughs> you <laughs> very much. Yeah, your you, one American friend is that. Yeah,
3: if we had to do recommendations, that's what I'd recommend: have one American friend. Yeah, and only one. You don't have to have more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, But I think before we go, we're going to do something special for Tyler's birthday. Um, after the next break, we're going to do a game. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to, right now up, you can We tune should point out. out. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, why don't you explain what you decided to play uh, on a podcast? Keep in mind, right. this is a podcast game.
1: So we were thinking about switching up our segments in the last. Uh, we talked about that in the last episode. I thought I would plan something for my birthday special episode here, and I thought we would play charades. <laughs> so I have um, <laughs> on a podcast. I, yeah. <laughs> so I have. Does it? Who wants to go first? Well, go first. Are we, are we okay. taking we, a break we'll, or we're we just, need just going? break first? Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: So after the break.
1: Okay. Well, I'm ready. This can be a quick Amazing.
2: break. Okay. <laughs>
3: Well it was a design flaw that cost Al Gore the election maybe with the hanging chads in Florida, but I want to talk about the design of Blind Man Brewery's food lager can. They whoever is on their design team just does an awesome job. Just the can alone, looking at it, is aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, and the beer inside is delicious. Yeah, try That's a or lager.
2: That's a sharp looking can, right sharp, there. Sharp, sharp
3: design. Yeah. Speaking right. of amazing designs, Tyler designed. <laughs> I designed <just gave> <laughs> charades for a podcast. He invented charades, but no, 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 no. but he put a no. twist on it that was all his own. Well, yeah,
1: it's gonna we're gonna do it on a podcast. That's the twist. Oh, okay. Um. So, but for our listeners. Don't worry. I know you won't be able to see the actions, but I will narrate them for you. <laughs> so I think you'll be able to kind of follow along. You can try to guess. I'm going to
2: pass. Could they um, tune out now?
1: Are they going to miss a whole lot? Like, No, I think we should put a disclaimer at the beginning to okay. say, stay tuned yeah. for the end of this episode for the real enjoyment. Okay. okay so I'm going to pass this to Graham. You go first.
3: Like you have words specifically for each of us?
1: No. I, well, I have three three things that you have to act out. And then, so, and we'll just, look, if you take too long, I'll just end it. But Graham is now standing. (laughs) And um, yeah, no, that's good. You're tucking in your shirt. Peter and Chris, Um, you need to be guessing. Is is, it just one word? Well, he's got to tell us something. He's got to do something. I'm the only one who can, he can't speak. (laughs) Right. He is taking a deep breath. Can I start now? Yes. Okay. Three words. Holding up three fingers. Uh, He's
3: singing or licking. Singing. He appears to be rain singing rain twiddling singing his fingers. Rain. Singing rain friend. fingers singing rain fingers singing rain pointer junk, <laughs> singing rain junk he pointed to his crotch for a <laughs> second <laughs> is the first word singing? No, it's not. Three word, third word.
1: And he's. I think he's trying to tell you People, what the guys, the medium dudes, is. What's the medium? Men. Oh. Men. Chris got a word.
3: It's raining men.
1: Yes, good job, Chris. Can we have some like applause sound effects in here? Okay,
3: awesome. Okay. I, I that okay, was successful. That. Here, Chris, <laughs> that here's was yours. Oh man.
1: <laughs> okay, Chris is now standing.
2: It's actually really for those of you listening,
1: that was really fun. He is. Okay. If you just listen to Graham and Peter, you'll
2: Okay, three words. Second word.
1: He is bending over and
3: oh, Long looks horn. like he is starting uh, a
0: chainsaw. Okay. Yeah.
3: Chris That's is clapping. Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you got that because yeah. I did not know
2: how to act oh, out man. Massacre. Or Texas. I do feel bad for our listeners right, not seeing Chris mimic a chainsaw. That was impressive. Like It's almost well, like you've done that before. It was
3: good that he had a wooden <laughs> table
2: yeah. I could pretend to cut in half. That's really good. So now Peter is going to go and
1: he's laughing. Okay. Peter is he's laughing and looking at me, covering his face.
3: How many words first, Peter? Just start Start simple. Two.
1: All right, he's giving us he's two words. He's looking at the paper. It's, <laughs> he's looking at the piano.
2: This is all for Tyler's birthday. Keep he's that in laughing. mind. This is he's all... d- The thinker.
1: <laughs> you should tell us, is it it's a movie or song or a person or place? Uh place? Washing? Oh. Face? He's right, rubbing um, his face and... Pointing face at Chris. Wash, face
3: mask, cheeks, um, actors, uh, oh, grabbing his nipples. Uh,
1: nope,
3: nope, no. <laughs> he's rinsing dry, dry toweling, okay, shirt, pointing shirt to his shirt, shirt and pants, his pants, fabric,
1: which both happen to be,
3: uh, dark. clothing, clothes, Cl- clothes, dark blue, sole okay, clothes,
2: clothesline, um. He's frustrated. Enemy at the gates. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he's grabbing his clothing and all pointing three. to his Head socks. Head, shoulders,
3: knees, and toes. Leg. Body. <laughs> <laughs> this is I the think... Cl- Inseam. No, there's something else Black. he's pointing Dark. at. He's pointing Dark. at many things Dark that night. are all a certain color. Dark face. Dark face. Black face. I don't think that's I what his I can't believe that was. would be a thing, Tyler. <laughs>
2: what? Dark.
3: Black. Man. <laughs> Black. Stick Dark with uh, duck.
1: <laughs> Black face, I think, is a good start. Now...
3: Really? <laughs> oh, I don't know if <laughs> this segment should this, be part of <laughs> it. We're <laughs> not doing this again. <laughs>
2: it is.
1: Peter is now just laughing. You're listening to history, and
2: folks. We're, this is the only time. I, this? I don't
1: know how to do this. Dark. The end. Just give, a, give us a hint.
3: Yeah. A leader. A leader.
1: Blackface leader. Justin Trudeau? Yes. yes. Justin Trudeau.
3: <laughs> oh, th- th- that, that's man. all it was? Justin Trudeau?
2: Justin Trudeau. That's what. That's the direction you took him? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why. <laughs> uh, Boy, we really are in Alberta, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's taken to it. Our... I think he's recently seen Borat.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I,
0: I didn't know how to act out Justin Trudeau, so.
3: Well, I'm sure our listeners can tell us. <laughs> on, on <our> <laughs> at gmail.com. According to the stickers I've seen, it's just a middle finger. In the yeah, area. basically.
2: Uh-huh. Which my son oh. asked about. Um, <laughs> Well, thanks, Tyler, I think. Um, Good job, everyone. I love that that Peter got the Canadian prime minister. That's perfect. (laughs) Um, And we just held off an election for a while, didn't we? Didn't they try to have a no-confidence vote? Anyway, that's for another episode. Maybe we'll do an actual election special when we have a local or federal. Canadian.
0: That way you can explain Canadian elections to me. Well, I'll let Chris do that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll defer to Tyler. Well, thank you for listening to our election special episode.
3: Um,
2: We'll see you uh, next time. Any closing thoughts, everyone? I hope that we have a good time on Tuesday. Let's just take it easy. Let's relax. Um, I don't want Chris showing up at the polling stations with a pickup truck. Just stay home.
0: (laughs) I bought tons of fireworks. That's right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I have a, I know we didn't do confessions, but I have a confession. Mm -hmm. I hate charades. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha.